Welcome to my show, Let's Talk All About Life After Loss with me, Diane Parker. The show to help you whether you're pre-grieving, stuck in your grief, or looking for steps to help guide you right now, then you've come to the right place. Whether to share your story with me to help others, or to find some comfort around the sometimes difficult subject, you are warmly welcome. So let's talk all about life after loss. edition of Let's Talk Life After Loss with me, Diane Parker, and today's guest is Caroline Etherington. Now, I've met Caroline through the different therapies, but she did come to me for some um, work with the grief recovery method, and we're going to share today a little bit about our stories on how that's integrated our businesses, because she's now seeing the value of the course, and I certainly see her value and benefit from her value of her treatments. So thank you so much for coming along and talking to me about this today. Um, where would you like to start? How long have you been doing the, the, the cranial sacral treatments? Yeah. And okay. Well, I initially started out doing massage, aromatherapy massage. Prior to that, I had to do a year of anatomy and physiology because that's the basis of most certainly body yeah, I had to do that as well with the yeah. massages. Yeah. yeah. So, and then I did the aromatherapy. And then I progressed on from that to hot stone uh, therapy, which is, yeah, which is great. Most people, well, everybody loves massage. And, and then I became interested in the craniosacral therapy because I had a back problem myself and I tried various treatments and it still wasn't, I didn't feel it was totally right for me. I wanted something that worked gently, but deeply and effectively and I had a treatment of craniosacral therapy and then it just kept the name just kept popping up in things I was reading as things quite often do when it's when it, you're meant to do it when it's amazing it. isn't it how these yeah. things will cross your path when you're meant to do it it keeps yeah, popping up as was, a sign yeah so then I found out about the Upledger Institute which is my governing body I went onto the website found out about the course and that and then a month later, I was doing my first craniosacral therapy. That's amazing. So it was, and it was just, I felt as if I'd found what I was meant to be doing. Isn't that just, it oh, fills your heart with such joy, doesn't oh, it? When you, just, when you know you're doing what you're meant to be doing. Yeah, I just um, had this light. And that process moment. of getting there too. It's yeah. like a, a roller coaster at times. Yeah. Well, well done. Um, so thanks for sharing that. How did, you know, you come across decide to do the grief recovery method with me? Um, well, initially I was finding in our first lockdown that things were coming up, various to do with relationships and everything, and, um, because it's not just, you know, the loss of somebody, or well, as Guy has probably said many times, it could be relationships, it could be a job, it could be a, anything really that, you know, there's gone out of your life whether suddenly or over time which and we have to grieve these things and you, you hear about it all you know I, I think well you have to work through these things um and then my mum was she was very ill during lockdown she'd been in a nursing home here and had been neglected ended up in hospital um which was very serious um 
fortunately we found a good place to she could go to afterwards which was marathon court nursing home and her care was exemplary but i think previous to that it had really i was all right when i look back i was already grieving because i knew she yeah, was coming the pre-grieving she knew she had a lot of things happening mm. with her physically and emotionally and she was 88 and she'd had you know she'd had a really good life but i just knew that it was yeah she was probably coming <clears throat> coming to the end of it um so i came to you die because there was uh, i just i just needed help and i think we were coming out starting to come out of lockdown but that lockdown which i think for many people and certainly for me it just brought up so well these things i thought i dealt with and probably pushed down i think it did give an awful lot of people space to reflect on their lives didn't it yeah. as to you know where we were going in life what we wanted to do ask ourselves all those sort of questions we don't really give ourselves time for no yeah i think you've hit the nail on the head because <clears throat> i was busy to start with you know gardening and decorating and then all of a sudden i thought you know i just i just stopped i think yeah and then it sort of was one day in particular all this it came up like a it was almost like a volcano just erupting and it was just and yeah it was all this feelings and strong emotions and I live on my own so there was no one to talk to about it apart from the cat so always <laughs> <laughs> good let's get handing me the tissues <laughs> but you know that's typical of what we say about the grief recovery when we're doing it mm. um pointing out that people keep themselves busy instead of dealing with their grief mainly because they don't understand that that's what they're doing that yeah. loss isn't about obviously death it's about anything but yeah it, it's that need to press things down inside mm. and of course i think that's exactly what it did because you weren't busy mm. it just opened up that mm. area and space and time for you to sit down and think about it yeah it did and also i think what came up which i didn't because before i started doing my therapies full time i'd been in a job for 30 years which i loved but then i decided really um a few years after my dad had passed and I just started he kept saying to me there's something you want to do in your life don't put it off just do it you know don't you don't want any regrets so I started thinking I wanted to just yeah I wanted it something different and you know as he said I didn't want to look back in years and regret not doing it so yeah. um so I made that decision yeah which was very scary at first when you haven't got that salary landing in your bank account yeah, every yeah, month and yeah. i thought oh my goodness what have i done quite a few times um for a few months and then it got to the new year and i thought right okay that's let's put that behind me now and just crack on but i don't think i'd dealt because it was still it was a big loss in my life because it was a huge part of my life for a, a long time so I think I really, I thought I'd dealt with it, but I think I just pushed it down, basically. Mm. So mm. when I came to see you, or we went through all the process of, you know, looking at things and um, and writing it down, of the, you know, and particularly where people, or even that situation, was things that you would have liked to have said, or even, yeah. you know, you think, oh, 
you know, why did I do that? And if the person was here, I'd say, you know, I'd say to them, I'm sorry I said or did that. And yeah. And, and then, the trouble is we just tend to reflect on those things when that person's no longer yeah. here just to do that. Yeah. Mm. So that was a big <clears throat> so that was quite a cathartic process, I think, doing that and then writing, you know, mm. as part of it, you write the letter. Mm. And then as I mean you supported me all the way through and you know I just phone you up and say oh, I don't know what to do what I don't know why you are my feeling like this or and it's just um when I phoned you recently as well it was something else that had come up as you said you have to grieve each situation and I thought it would just be like my mum's birthday or it was the first first Mother's Day this year without her, which really... Mm. But I was expecting that, but it's when the unexpected... Yes, they come along and hit you. Yeah, It was like, wow, yeah. where did that, you know, where did that come from? Yeah. And I think it reminds, and you know, it's... We do think, we, we do feel that we're, we're dealing with it. And... Yeah. Um, and grieving, you know, it's, it's, a, it's not just going to... It's not going to happen overnight, but it also emphasized to me yesterday that my dad passed away 11 years ago oh. and I'd I'd written something down about what he was going through you know he was going through through cancer and 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 I just came across it and it just boom you know hit me right you know right yeah. in, in my heart here and I was like just cried yeah and I thought and that's 11 years ago so it yeah. was just a lesson to me really not as much a lesson but just emphasized to me that it's yeah. an ongoing process which yeah it's and it's a, it's like I, i've said to, to you and people that mm. if you know you allow it to come up mm. grieve it mm. if it passes in that grief because yeah. you've acknowledged it then mm. that's fine or you might just need to add a ps to the letter to the letter and yeah. to just go through the last part of the program again yeah. to add the ps on yeah but um, I think that is really special to to acknowledge that as well, because I too experienced that when I was in the swimming pool at, at Centre Parks and realised my playmate wasn't with me anymore. Yeah. And indeed, the second time around that we did, because I'm like one of these, well, if it didn't work the first time, let's have a go, because it was special to me to realise I actually had to grieve the family holiday because that was gone. Mm the way that was with those four people in my life, those special, you know, the little family unit we were was yeah. gone and I had to grieve that. And it wasn't until I was actually having an experience and trying to, to blend some other characters into that unit that I realized, oh, yeah. hang on a minute. Well, I'm hanging on to hope and, and hoping, dreaming yeah. about having is gone. Yeah. And that's when you have to let that go as well. And it's just, it's acknowledging that loss I'm yeah. letting it go. Yeah. But um, thanks for sharing that. So how has what you've been through and experienced now helped you in your business with what you do? Um, well, a craniosacral therapy is, it's a whole person treatment. You know, I deal with many physical problems, emotional, mental, and it's, um, it's a very light touch therapy, but it works uh, works deeply in the body and it's it's working with the body and the person as a whole so basically my hands I, I call them my listening hands um because when I put my hands on somebody I'm very neutral and because the body has its own intelligence and all you know and 
natural healing abilities. What I'm trying to discover is there's any strain or tension patterns in the body and that can often even just come from emotional problems as well and through the, my professional training and experience I can find these patterns and the idea is to release them mm -hmm. so that it's about bringing balance back into the body mm. so and because it is gentle it's you don't find resistance mm. coming from the body it's a bit like the mm. carrot and the stick approach yeah. really you know and um for example if a friend's friend of yours was worried or stressed and you know you put your hands on their shoulders then you might feel the shoulders were very tight mm. well i mean i don't mind sharing i have actually just enjoyed a lovely treatment with you and i certainly came in quite wound up and stressed um the the skills that i have are can be very head work but with the grief recovery obviously that's heart work so i work now very confidently between the two but i also understand how we can store these things in the cells of our bodies yeah. so to have this layer of a treatment mm -hmm. has now made my whole body i'm sitting here feeling quite <laughs> relaxed um you know and and the nearest i can get so that at home is like mm. when I've been soaking for nearly an hour and some salt bath. <laughs> but to actually yeah. have somebody physically um, touch areas of your body and, mm. and you can feel that as, they, as they're being touched that mm. they are, mm. I would describe it as melting. Yeah. It certainly was amazing. Yeah. Well, it, it's, you know, because people say to me, well, how does you, uh, it's sort of like, how does your body know? Well, intention is it is intention is mm. so important with everything really but um so the body picks that up but if you think about how amazing our bodies are it's always trying to maintain balance you know cells are dying cells are being you know born muscles are contracting in one area muscles are lengthening in another um and basically our bodies are doing their best to work to keep us safe balanced and functioning Mm. you know in our everyday life um sometimes so, you have a job more than others <laughs> <laughs> depending what we're going through whether it's yeah. physically you know emotions yeah. are actually people don't realize often emotions absolutely are stored yeah. in the imagine if you were running down a flight of steps mm. and you slipped and bang right on on your coccyx mm. at that moment it's like that shock to the system but it's also you heard you thinking oh what on earth what have i done what have i what have i hurt myself badly or mm. and that actually gets stored in your tissues as well right. that sort of impact mm. you know it's a bit like if you if you hit if you hit something with a hammer you know it's sort of like the the vibrations ripple ripple out mm. you know so and that's what it's you know when that can still be stored so quite often when i'm working on somebody i was working with somebody that actually dropped a weight on them in the gym on the leg so obviously we were you know working on the physical part of it but all of a sudden there was this i could feel this that's the best way to describe it it's almost like a a bit of a, a sort of a, a whoosh and that sort of it that's usually is emotion like it was shock and a bit of fear was actually and then all of a sudden the tissues all relaxed so mm. it, i mean it is fascinating but our bodies have such a innate intelligence of of how a body should be you know it should be working so 
if you're going in in a very neutral in a very neutral way with that intention that you know you're going to help this person and the body responds to that it it's really amazing. does it is amazing we are more than what we we see in the mirror <laughs> absolutely yeah and because of that and because it is gentle but very effective you mm. know i treat from very young young babies right through children teenagers adults and sort of more mature adults so I've, youngest has been three weeks and the oldest 93 wow yeah and it's a whole thing you know i've had digestive problems backs necks arthritis inflammatory conditions you know like in the shoulders like you know i think called bursitis you've got a little sack which everything can get tight and everything like that um people with anxiety and depression has been a big thing particularly since since covid and um yeah so much whole you know it's any it's anything yeah. can, and that feeling treat. a lot of people i've been talking to and working with have been feeling stuck especially after the third one that we've had here on the island mm. there's an awful lot of people that are finding it hard to shake off yeah. and i've called it almost like it's the january blues all over again yeah. <laughs> you know because you know yeah. the, the third the one the short one we had in january everybody was just getting over christmas on diets saving money so i don't think that one had the biggest impact no. as this one we've just been through again no and it's that it's all that fear coming up again yeah. isn't it yeah you know like well what's going to happen and mm. how long are we going to stay and we don't want to do this again <laughs> we don't want to, to do this again yeah. yeah and i felt exactly the same yeah and it wasn't just obviously i, I wasn't working in that time but from a personal point of view mm. i was thinking i was oh, i don't i don't want to live like this yeah yeah you know so it is that's actually a lot of you know stuckness yes yes and the people that have been on their own like yourself for a long time mm. um yeah. you know you 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 can at least reach out to your family mm, and that. but i feel family. i do feel for the elderly that have been through this and not been able to have the technology mm. to do that or people around them to yeah to make sure yeah yeah they, they have and even yeah. my mom she was in a nursing home but she couldn't understand well, why do I have to still sit? Why do I have to see you on FaceTime? I can't. I want you to come in and see me, and mm. you know, which is very upsetting. And a lot, I'm sure, a lot of people have been through that with, yeah, you know, with elderly relatives, mm. and they yeah. don't. She kept saying, which makes me laugh now. She'd see me on the screen with FaceTime, and she'd say, "That's a that's a nice picture of you, Caroline." And then I would be waving, saying, "It's not. It's me in person, Mom." <laughs> <laughs> That's so, true. So it's like a it's like a video but in person but she didn't she, oh but she, next time she says that's a nice picture of you. so as well as grieving you know i think part of the grieving process as well is you know although i've been sad at times and you know upset there's still funny things that she's she said and yes. did and happy times that you know and, and i think that is what the program helps you with it helps mm. you free yourself from just constantly thinking of the negative Absolutely. to allow all those happy memories mm. that you've had with that person that you've lost come to the forefront and, yeah and be more part of your memory bank with them than oh i can't yeah. be happy because i've lost my mum yeah 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 it did i mean that i would say that's that helped a lot that part mm. of the program it yeah. made me start thinking well you know she she did this and she helped me a lot with, you know, with my, my son when, mm. you know, when he was little and I was having to go out to work and, you know, the things that they do together mm. and, 
Do you know one of the things I think is one of the saddest is at a funeral you sit and you listen to that person's life. And usually there's quite an amazing story that goes with these people. Yeah. Why are we only hearing it at the end when you can't actually sit down and say, you did what now? I know. <laughs> I totally agree. And yeah. I was saying it to, to my siblings, you know, what was actually afterwards, you know, when we, we'd had the funeral and, um, you know, everybody was getting together or something to eat and a cup mm. of tea. And other people were coming up and saying, I didn't know that about your mum. Yeah. And there's so many times that I have now I've thought, why didn't I ask mum that? Mm. And I would say to anybody listening to this, you know, if your parents are, are around, you know, ask them as many questions as you can and write it down because mm. you'll probably find your grandchildren will want to know as well as you. Mm. You know, I've often thought, why didn't I ask that mass mum more about that? You know, when yeah, yeah. when she was a when even when she was a child, I mean she used to talk about it a lot, but I thought, oh, I'd love to have known that. Mm. One of the greatest memories I've got with my mother in law was looking after her towards the end and um mm. Saying to her, because of the work I was doing and she was suffering a little bit, I thought, right, I'm going to get her out of this state and asked her mm. what was her happiest memory as a child. And she said it was walking into her grandmother's house and smelling that she had a, a hot pot on the stove. Oh. That is one of Nobody actually. ever knew that about her until, you know, but it's just knowing the right sort you of question know. to trigger so, that mm. memory in somebody. So the whole little story around that. Oh. Anyway, more importantly for today, how do people get in touch with you if they would like a treatment? Well, they um, can get in touch with me on Facebook. It's Caroline Etherington Therapy. If you would like to find out more about my services, please visit www.lifeafterlossiom.com and or you can email me at diane at lifeafterlossiom.com should you have any questions that you would like me to address on my next podcast. If, as way of thanks for any of, for any of you that come on board uh, and give me that all-important email address, I have for you a free ebook as my thanks. I would also like to extend my thanks to Northwestern on Upbeat for the music intro piece by piece. Until next time. I'll see you again on Let's Talk Life After Loss. Bye now.